Hello, everybody, and welcome to Conviction, where we feel a conviction is us questions and topics surrounding church, culture, ministry, and just general life as a Jesus follower. My name is Caleb. And my name is Parker. And today, we have a listener-recommended conversation that we are going to be diving on into. You guys, we always love it when we get DMs or questions from you guys, so please be shooting those over to us. And today, we're excited to jump into this conversation that is worded like this. It starts Starting off with this, why does God not reveal himself to those at the end of themselves if he loves them? Now, really quick, just to give a, a preface to this and kind of what I believe in short, the, co- the question is, Parker, the person is asking, why does God not reveal himself to people when they are just at their end, they're at the end of themselves, at the end of what they can handle, that sort of a thing, if he loves them, if God is loving why does he not show himself to people when they are at their greatest moment of need if he's a loving God and all of those things? That's where we're starting off from today. I think this is a great question yep. from one of our listeners wanting to be able to have us talk about it. And so we're going to start on off. Parker, do you have any starting thoughts? Do you want me to run with some thoughts? What are you thinking? Mm, you go ahead and start if you have some. Yeah. I have some too if you need me to start. But Cool. We can just popcorn a little bit. Cool. So... I would just say, just to start off, one, again, I think this is a great question. I think this is something that we should probably wrestle with even a little bit more within faith oftentimes. I think the general answer that people would have is, well, God is loving, he is caring, all these different things. Um, And it could honestly be maybe a little bit dismissive to this very real thing. If you have somebody who is just going through the thick of life, they are going through the reality of their circumstance, the reality of things going on, maybe the reality um, of the fallout from their own decisions or decisions that were made to them. There is just a reality that they end up sitting there and looking and just being like, where is God in this sort of a thing? Or maybe they don't even ask that question. Maybe there's somebody who has no belief, no faith, no desire for God, yet they would be radically changed if they just knew that God was real. Why does he not then reveal himself? Now, this comes down to a few things. The first thing I just want to say is, and not, and again, not in a dismissive way, but the first thing I would just want to say is, I do believe that we have to understand the reality that God is constantly wanting to reveal himself to us through a variety of means and measures and that sort of a thing. And so we end up looking at the drastic moments and we end up almost just being like, why did nothing happen there? And it's one of those things where we look and we do have to ask ourselves, well, why did someone not respond to all the earlier moments? It's easy to look and say at the gravest moment, why did something not happen? But there was still things that could have been done sooner and that kind of a thing, if that makes sense. And so I end up looking at this. Are you saying by God or by them? Um, By them in response to God. Okay. Yeah. So by them in response to God. So as somebody's going throughout life and let's just say they're getting to that spot where they're getting to the end of themselves, they're getting just this moment where it's just like, man, what is going on? All of this stuff. There have been moments of God's pursuit before that. Mm -hmm. Um, For example, just to use a little bit of like an analogy to think through this. If you ended up having a child, you end up having a kid and they end up getting in a just really terrible situation, circumstance, all of that stuff. Um, you know, I'll even I'll just use an example actually from my own life. Uh, when I turned 16, just a few days after uh, getting my driver's license, I ended up hitting a telephone pole 
with uh, my van and that sort of a thing. Hit a telephone pole, car was totaled, uh, should have been a way worse accident than it was, all these things. Um, and granted, really quick, like there was stuff that God actually did through that that were very, very good for me and very healthy and kind of like an eye-opening moment. Um, a little bit of a moment of myself of realizing like, you know, I probably should have some injuries here that I don't, a lot of these different things and realizing God's goodness in the midst of that circumstance. But what I want to speak to is the role that my parents have within this because my parents, they had trained me up. They had invested in me. They had done all of these things. Guess what? I had negated some of their advice and ended up in a really terrible situation circumstance. Mm-hmm. That does not mean they did not then meet me as good parents do after the fact to help make sure I was okay. My mom take, takes me to the hospital. They make sure that I don't have a concussion. They make sure nothing's broken, all those things. That's all good. But they still loved me afterwards. But there was a reality in that moment that I had made decisions that negated their advice. I negate. I I drove a little fast. I had these things happen. It was kind of a freak accident, actually. There was a lot more stuff that went into it. But I just was not being mindful the ways that they had warned me. And I didn't heed the earlier moments where I could have avoided the accident, right? That kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Again, afterwards, I talked to like my dad. My dad was upset with me. Right. He's like, what were you doing? What's going on? All these things. And I remember in the moment, I was like, I just, I just wanted all these different things and I had different emotions about it. But I look back and it was good because guess what? The next time that I drove, I was much more mindful. Yeah, you drove much more carefully, right? Yeah, and I heard, honestly, the voice of my dad that might have been harsh that was actually speaking to say, here's the stuff you have to just realize right now, Caleb, because this is really matters, right? I could have negated it again. I could have had another issue, another moment. But the reality of it again is I had to make the choice to either respond to their parenting, their leading, their advice, and that sort of a thing, or I couldn't. And again, I get in the car accident. I'm looking at my dad. I'm like, why are you so mad at me? I could have I could have died in this accident. Da, 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 da. And my dad's like, well, I know you're good. I know you're safe, but this really matters. Again, what God is trying to do for us oftentimes is help us realize that he's pursuing after us all the time. And just because we're finally ready to turn and say, God, I need you, does not mean that he was not always there to meet us if yeah, that makes right? sense no yeah totally like i think well first off initially like dude that kind of a sentence can mean so many different kinds of things like honestly even how you're interpreting it right now is very different than how i interpreted it myself yeah so like uh i'll start off by comment commenting on like this scenario slash interpretation you have so like in that scenario where it's a situation where like where you've ended up is kind of or or at least partially due to like maybe like a mistake you made or you know or maybe it's a scenario that you didn't have any situation to do with like like one thing for me is like i have to remember everything that god's already done for me yeah both in my life and like in the bible and like up until now and like like dude like even like i've been in like how i initially interpreted that statement was kind of more of a dark night of the soul type of a thing which is like Mm -hmm. uh like you you feel like you're in a season where like you're not really getting much from god is how i usually kind of 
generalize that statement. Yeah. I'm sure you could, you know, there's much more detailed definition of that. But like in that scenario, like, you know, where you don't necessarily feel like you're, you don't feel close with God or you don't feel um, like you're having revelations every time you open the Bible type of a thing. Yeah. Like, one, there's a couple things I could say on that, but like, you may not feel like God's speaking to you directly, maybe as he has in the past, where like you've had, like, like for me personally, like I've had encounters with the Holy Spirit and everything like that in certain seasons. And, um, you know, those had their impacts in certain scenarios, but like, and then I've had seasons where I haven't had anything mm-hmm. like that. And like God speaks through the Holy Spirit, but he also speaks through the Bible. Yeah. Like it's his word, like written there in, you know, I forget. I don't know how many pages are in the Bible, but like tons of books, 50. What is it? How many books are in the Bible? 66. I should know the answer. I was going to want to, um, like there's all that there. And like, also like it's going back to the scenario that you were talking about with like, if it's like, you know, maybe it was certain decisions you made that led you to the spot where you're at. Like if you don't, like if you're in that spot and you're feeling like like why isn't God meeting me? Like one are you, like are you just I don't mean to be blunt but like are you just like wanting to feel comforted? Are you you know are you I don't know like are are you wanting like actual like uh how do you say that? Um substantive is that even a word like like do you do you need something that's of substance like mm-hmm. of literal like like do you need provision for something do you yeah, need yeah. providence in a certain like like there's that you know um but like if if it's just like feeling comforted like dude jesus died for you mm-hmm. despite he like he, he like you didn't even know you're gonna do what you did he did mm-hmm and he still did it. Yeah. He still died. And still is pursuing after you despite the fact. So even though you, you and some of this comes down like in this scenario specifically, like this could come down to like a shame thing mm-hmm. where you feel so um you're so ashamed of yourself that you're getting in your own way of like like you want to feel close to God and you want to like have that come to Jesus moment, but you're so ashamed of yourself mm. that like, even though like one corner of your brain's like, no, I want to be close to God. Another corner of your brain's like, no, I don't deserve to be. Mm-hmm. So you're getting in your own way. And that's a thing in and of itself. But like, so yeah, I, I think there's a lot of different ways you can interpret that, but yeah. those are just some thoughts I had. Yeah. Well, and even another angle of it too, that's important for us to consider is, you know, what about the complete non-believer? who ends up at the end of themselves, right? That just life has just weighed them down, right? That sort of a thing. Um, You know, the idea that we see in scripture, um, which actually we were talking about on Sunday, but the idea in scripture that you end up seeing people enticed by their desires of the flesh and sin and all of these things, but then they're carried away to death, right? That kind of a thing. And you end up having it where the idea that uh, within sin, we Mm -hmm. are 
initially tempted, then we're enticed, and then we end up being drawn away into it, and we fall into sin, and then ultimately it leads, basically it leads to death. Like it ends up killing our soul and our spirit and that okay. kind of a thing. Okay. Um, and in the most drastic sense, it kills us. But when you look at that, you end up having people who, you know, let's even just use the example maybe of somebody who's dealing with uh, um, depression. Okay. Uh-huh. You know, obviously a very serious thing, something that affects a lot of people and um, that we need to actually take time to be able to address in a really serious way. But in terms of this question, you know, you have somebody who's just steeped in depression and they need to be able to have a moment of realization. And I think this is where the tension within this question is actually really present because you have someone that does not know God, who is far from God. And who is feeling far from themselves even in some ways. Yeah, right. And they just need that glimmer of hope, that that moment of light and that sort of a thing. Right. And we end up looking and saying, why doesn't God just reveal himself in this dramatic way in this sort of a thing? And I'll say, I mean, honestly. It's an, uh, it's an I don't know. A big part of it's an I don't know. Big part of it's an I don't know. Right. Yet I also will say. I don't know. And this is maybe a little bit more free flowing thought. So I apologize if this doesn't address the question the best way, but God does not, he's not in the business of, of buying us for lack of better words. Now, not buying us just in terms of like monetary or things like that, but buying us in terms of like, I will fulfill your heart's desire. Yeah, he's not in the feel good business. And because I've appeased your biggest desire, you now will owe me your devotion, right? Right. And so, one, do I think that God wants to meet people at their lowest? Yes, I do think so. He will not, though meet you in only the way you desire him to. Yeah. Like, so if somebody's going through a time, again, let's just say of like depression or something like that. If the only acceptable way for God to meet you, that you would even ever consider God, is that in a split second, your life is just turned to joy. One, can God do that? Could he meet you in that way? Totally could. Nothing's outside of God. But in that moment, what's the reasoning behind it? Is there maybe another way God would want to go about it? And again, there's a lot of those I don't know moments. But ultimately, what he wants us to have happen is us to meet him in a way that leads to a relationship that is not utilitarian, but is genuinely built upon an idea of relationship and sacrifice from himself and now us responding through sacrifice of ourselves. You know, Romans 12, 1, that we would present ourselves as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, that sort of a thing. And so as we look at that, somebody could be at the end of themselves and we look and we just say, God, all you need to do is reveal yourself to them in this crazy, crazy way. And just that isn't always going to actually be the way to see something be healthy to see something be genuine, to see something truly be a choice. You know, you look at the, you know, even let's just take a second, we can look to the book of Job. The book of Job, whether you believe it was literal or you believe it's allegory, it doesn't really matter. It's still teaching the same point at the end of the day. Job is living his life and uh, 
Satan, the accuser, goes to God. And God looks and he says, have you considered my servant Job as someone who's worthy of showing this relationship and righteousness and all these things? And what does Satan do? Satan looks and he says, well, he would curse you if he didn't have all those things around him that you've blessed him with. Well, what's he also partly looking and saying? Well, obviously he would love you. You've bought the relationship. It's not about you, God. It's about the stuff you give him. Mm -hmm. So what does God end up doing? He says, all right. And he pulls it all back. Why? Because he wants the relationship to be the thing that matters the most. Because mm -hmm. why? Because also God's in the game of knowing, not to say game, sorry, Get that makes it, that kind of trivializes the circumstance a person could be going through. The reality is what he cares most about, though, is our relationship being seen as true with him. And so if he just looked, and if revealing himself really just means meets our need in that moment, well, then we need to probably look to a book like a Job. You know, his wife looks at him and says, curse God and die. <laughs> like, it's not a good situation. You even look at, you know, you even look at Paul. When Paul's talking about having the thorn in his flesh, which, you know, some people will say it's the persecution he was enduring. This guy kept being persecuted for his faith. Um, others would say it was maybe some unnamed, unnamed theme throughout scripture, but no matter what, he had something that he looked and he said, God, take it away. And God didn't because God is sufficient for him. It's not God. If you do this, you're sufficient. Right. And so again, man, do I, do I wish that people in the midst of their darkest moment would have God just miraculously appear before them and reveal himself in a majestic and mighty way. I think that could be pretty cool. But there's an obvious reason then why he's not doing that. Right. Even the Pharisees go to Jesus and they say, show us a sign, which is also them being ignorant. This actually, ooh, let me add this thought. Sorry, really quick. And I want to hear what you got. Uh, the Pharisees go to Jesus in the gospels and they say, Jesus, show us a sign. Jesus looks and he says, the only sign that I'll give you is Jonah, who was in the belly of the whale for three days and then came out which is him kind of prophesying towards the fact he was going to be dead for three days and then rise again. Mm -hmm. The Pharisees are so ignorant though, because they're asking Jesus to show them a sign in the midst of a time where he is healing the sick, casting out demons. He's feeding multitudes of people. He's having all these miraculous, the signs are there. So that's even like we look and we're like, why would Jesus not give them a sign? That's us blindly reading scripture. When we read scripture within the context, Jesus is probably sitting there and he's laughing. He's like, you want a sign? You, you demand a sign from me right now that I do something crazy for you? All right, you only get this then. Right. When the reality is he's been, it, it's an oxymoron thing. He's like, you guys are idiots. I've been giving you signs. You're just blind to it. And so again, not to say that somebody going through hard times is an idiot or anything like that to do a complete juxtaposition. But there is a reality that we sometimes think that God is not revealing himself when in reality he has been. And we just have been unwilling to notice the ways in which he's been choosing to do so because maybe it just goes against what we were thinking he would do. Right. We don't get the set limits on what God, or we don't get the set limits on how God's supposed to react to us. Exactly. And like we can't, 
I can't really think of like a sensitive, like of a nice way to put it necessarily, but we don't get to tell God how to do his job. Frankly, it's not even his job. Yeah. All of this that he does for us, all of the down to the, just having, being able to have a relationship with him. He does not have to do. Mm -hmm. We are not entitled to any of this. This is just by his grace. This is like, set aside any of the things that you or me may have done any of that, like, and us being undeserving. He just isn't entitled to it. Yeah. He made everything. He's above everything and he's God. And he's like, and and I don't mean to put him as a benevolent, like, uh, you know, I'm Lord over all and slash cold and distant to you. That's not what I mean. Cause he's not that. But the fact that he is not that mm-hmm. speaks to how great our God is. Yep. That's the magic of it all is that despite him not needing to care, despite him, you know, like, like he could, he's in within every right to like have moved on, made another world, mm-hmm. you know, but he hasn't. Yeah. And like he is willing to be patient with us, and he still pursues after us. And here we are, and here I am, and I I'm saying this having been in moments like this, like what the, or, or at least you know one of the interpretations of, um, the question, you know, of the question. But like, um, and despite all that, here I was, questioning God of mm-hmm. like why aren't you appearing to me in this way that I have so clearly lined out for you? Yeah. How gutsy. <laughs> like, so like, I don't know. I, I like, uh, but then again, it comes back to an, I don't know. Like, you know, it, it's, there are phases of our life and times of our life where it seems like if God were to come through in this way that we think like what you were saying, like have a moment of joy or something like that, which is completely within the realm of possibility. Like, does that seem nice? Yeah, it would be nice. Can God do that? He can, but mm-hmm. like, and I, I don't, I'm not saying that this is why, but like also like God knows our limits better than we do. Mm-hmm. God knows how much at the end of ourselves we really are. Mm. And I say that, you know, like, and by the way, I say that not like, you know, there are certain people, like I I don't say that to minimize. Yeah. I really don't say that to minimize. There are people who are going through crap and are suicidal and like, are like, you know, in real like down at the end of themselves. Yeah. But like, I don't know. Like I, I look back at my, you know, different times in my life and I'm like, man, I really bandied around that mm-hmm. term too much, especially when I got to know other people, you mm-hmm. know, and, and it, you don't want to play the comparison game of like, Oh, like I really didn't have it that bad necessarily. Cause like, the worst that anybody's gone through is the worst that anybody's gone through. Yeah. And their bottom was their bottom and that's the lowest they've been. So it's like, 
I don't mean to minimize anything I've ever gone through, but like sometimes I think it's important within all of it to sit and try to, I, one, I think this is a, I don't, I don't this. Well, it is a spiritual discipline, but like we need to sit down and try to remember. Mm-hmm. We need to sit down and try to meditate and meditate on like, like the grand scheme of things, like I was just talking about with it, like God doesn't need to do any of this mm-hmm. and still he does. And then with like from that, like meditate and realize how amazing God still is that he does that. Yeah. And that like, and that he does care about all the little small things and like that he does care about what you're going through right now. But within that, remember that God has a plan bigger than what you may have mm-hmm. and sit and take count of all the times that he has been faithful in your life Yeah, and, you know, take inventory of that. And then at the end of it, once you do that, just you at, the, at a certain point, you just have to choose to trust God that he knows what's best mm-hmm. and without like being too blunt like you kind of just have to muscle through in a way mm-hmm. and also like remember not to guilt trip i do this to myself but like and not i and one i don't think god is doing this but like how often like do we do the same thing to god mm-hmm. not that he's getting back at you or like anything like that i'm not saying that but like frankly it's like we you know for for me i'll speak to me personally like there, like in my life there's a lot of times that i've just wanted to be close to god when it's convenient for me mm-hmm. when i sit and take a look back at it yeah and it's like man i'm a real crappy friend mm-hmm. to god that and the fact that i can even say that like god wants to be friends quote unquote with me is amazing still but like because i you know He's, you know, deserving of yeah, much more than that. But like, you know, wow. I don't know. Yeah. Thoughts. Well, opinions. And no. And I, I agree with you. I think the best way to word it is just finding that perspective. Yeah. Right. You know, that it's about us finding that perspective. Like it is not, it, it's not a bad thing to look around and realize like, okay, my circumstance was not as bad as it could have been. Right. Um, there have been, and there's. There's areas of my life that perspective like that is very, very helpful to like look and just to remember for a moment. It's like, God, I am so thankful and grateful for certain things now and more so honestly because of perspective or there's a handful of areas of my life where perspective does not change the way I relate or resonate with certain things. And like there's moments I feel like it should. And again, it's just gardening perspective there might be times it doesn't end up being beneficial for you, but it's never going to be detrimental for you. Yeah. As long as you have the right intention behind getting that perspective. Yeah. You know? And so that's where I just think again, like as we look at this and we think about God's relation to it, like God wants to be near to us. We must choose to say, God, I will fight to be near to you. And that also does not mean you're having to fight alone. That also many, many, much of the time really means you're going to community 
of other believers and other people who are the hands and feet of Christ and saying, I am going through these things. Can you help me? Yeah. And that then also invites an amount of health. Like, especially, especially if you know someone or you yourself are going through times where life just feels like you're at the end of your, you need to like, don't just listen to this podcast episode. Like tell somebody, tell someone you trust who you know cares with you, cares for you, who can help you go on the right steps to be able to make sure that you're just safe in all of those things. So that's not that any of this minimizes that reality when we're at those ultimate spaces but also it does not mean that we shouldn't have perspective to realize that sometimes we are much more capable in the hands of God than we've ever really realized and that sort of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, I think like like when you're seeking after, you know, like if you're interpreting like, why isn't God meeting me? Like if that's like trying to hear from him or, or, or whatever, like if you're in a low spot, whatever that looks like for you. And you're just like, don't feel like you're hearing from God. Like, like God can speak to you in a lot of different ways, biblically speaking. Uh, and sometimes that's not through the Bible necessarily necessary like like maybe like maybe that's like i think it would be in the bible yeah it'll align it'll align with the bible but like maybe the delivery mechanism that god knows you need is through a person that's in the community that yeah is like that god tells us we should be in community and like there may be a person that he that he wants to speak through you you know like if it weren't for ananias man europe wouldn't look the way it does now Mm mm-hmm Cause like he went and talked to Paul. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, uh, so you, you have to, you know, you have to, you, you can't just like what I said before, you can't limit God in your head Mm -hmm. to speaking to you in a certain way. And that could be the reverse. Maybe you're only seeking God in other people and in your pastor or worship music mm-hmm. and you're not reading your Bible. Like, read your Bible. Yeah. Pray. Like, you know, yeah. Anyway, there's a level of personal responsibility when it comes to your faith, like in this scenario that, I, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, thoughts, opinions. Yeah. No, it just, it matters. It matters. It matters. And we have to just remember the fact that God's there. And I will just throw out there maybe as one last thought, just if you have somebody that you know in your life who does not know Jesus and is going through those difficult times, one, uh, be willing to be that light to them, help them to be able to garner that perspective, but also pray for them. And it's not necessarily that like, that's all that you do, but we have to believe that prayer matters. It's powerful that it can have impact. And so if you know somebody where like, man, I just wish they knew this, pray for them that they would know this and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I don't think Um, this is one where we got all the answers, but I think it's when we're able to start some conversation at least. Yeah. Yeah, I think the big takeaway, I think, at least in my mind, is perspective. Yeah. And trying to reset 
your perspective in the grand scheme of things. Even going back to like what you were just saying with the, um, within the scenario of like, if it's somebody that's a non-believer, like going back to like just the meat and potatoes, like Jesus died for you. Mm -hmm. And that like, that's honestly where like some like, you know, not necessarily all of apologetics, but like some of apologetics plays into, cause there's like, you know, in a scenario where like, obviously they don't believe in God. There's factual things that you can, mm-hmm start the conversation with and begin to establish the, the, um, the, uh, their knowledge of who the character and person that Jesus was and is, Mm -hmm. and, you know, develop their understanding of like, and from there, then they would begin to understand the significance of all that. Totally. Um, anyway, and that, that perspective is definitely easiest to have shifted when you're in those healthy spaces though. Yeah. And so taking that time now, you know, if you're somebody who's feeling like life's good, all those things help to just build up that perspective now so that when those times happen, when those times are difficult, you're able to look now with clear eyes and you're able to recognize and remember, and you're already prepared for those battles that may approach and that sort of a thing. Um, Cause it's very much so as not us trying to say, Hey, life sucks. Well, just realize it doesn't or anything like that. It's just helping us realize there's always more going on than we may understand. And that's what yeah. kind of matters at the end of the day. Yeah. So I think it's a good spot for us to park this one. Yeah. Sweet, sweet. Um, you guys, this was a fun conversation. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Maybe not fun in the sense of the subject matter. Uh, a good conversation. It was a good one, though, just to be able to kind of talk through a discussion. Again, this was because you guys, we had a listener who was willing to submit a topic. Can you guys do us a favor? Caleb and Parker podcast on Instagram. Just DM us. Let us know if there is a topic you want to talk about, a discussion you'd like to see happen. We want to talk about the stuff that you guys want to hear us talk about. So let us know. Also, leave a rating and review on Spotify and on Apple. It helps us so, so much so that people can search for the podcast and it actually like pops up and stuff. It's always helpful. We've seen a few new, uh, a few new listeners out there. And so make sure to follow along, subscribe to it, all those good things. We appreciate you guys for checking out the podcast. We hope it's beneficial for you. We always appreciate people listening and taking some time out of their week to join us. And so with that being said, my name is Caleb. And my name is Parker. Talk to you guys next time. See ya.